Well, hello, it's time for another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Hi. Oh, boy. Um, I hope you're having a great, great Friday. I am. Uh, I'm 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 great. I am very stressed lately and in a good way. I'm 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 very as they say, hashtag blessed. Um, I've, I've got a lot going on, which is, is great. I've, I'm I'm. I'm shooting a TV show that I'm acting on, which is just like a dream job. I'm getting to write on another show, this really fun cartoon. Um, and I'm bopping between those two things. I'm doing the Golden Girls on stage in August. Um, so personally, I'm I'm just sort of and and between all that and this show and uh, and trying f- some time to you know have have a social life. I'm busy in a great way. I feel very happy. I feel very I feel very lucky, and I just I have to acknowledge that as much as I like to bitch and moan about other things. Um, the other day, I was we're shooting this show in um, in Chatsworth, which is about an hour away from LA, and. Um, I uh, was running late to this table read um, for this episode, and it was like in the afternoon. I uh, so I was, you know, just trying to get there as fast as I could. It's multiple freeways getting on and off. I had a car right next to me swerve into my lane, um, just enough to just make me swerve out of its way. I honked the horn. I had another car on the other side of me to swerve and somehow get out of my way. I don't know how it happened, but this sort of dance was happening over maybe over 10 seconds, but it felt like 10 minutes of swerving on the freeway where I was trying to get back in my lane. The freeway naturally took a, a turn, like a bend in the in the road. I lost complete control of my car and spun around on the freeway across an entire lane of traffic and ended up on the like embankment uh, next to the road between the road and um, like a mountain uh, and oncoming traffic coming right at me. <sighs> How I was not, I didn't hit anybody is a miracle. Um, I, I I just, I feel like I had someone watching over me that just took care of me in this moment. It was so crazy. I've never spun my car around in my life. Um, I'm in a Honda Accord. Great cars, you guys, because that that thing just it just stayed with me. Um, and then this. So when I'm I'm just on the road watching traffic coming at me, there was in the far in the far right lane there was a car just far enough up who put on their hazards and they started slowly coming towards me because they saw the whole thing happen and they come towards me and they were just like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And I was like, "I'm fine." Um, I didn't. My car was totally fine. I probably ripped my tires apart. That's or my maybe my brakes are exhausted, but I I don't know if anything else happened. Um, I had to basically like peel off the side of the road and try to get back onto the freeway and turn around. So I'm trying to turn onto a freeway ramp. So I have my hazards on and I'm just honking my horn constantly, trying to get out of the way and get back on the road drove maybe I was two exits away from where I needed to be. Um 
And I drove incredibly slowly. I felt so incredibly, insanely present, like awake. Like every bit of my adrenaline was just boom, 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 boom. And then, of course, I walked into the table read and sort of fell apart um, because it was just like sort of hitting me. And it kept it kept coming back to me during the read, like what just happened and what I just su- su- survived. And the fact that I didn't hit anyone, uh, I didn't hurt myself at all. My car is fine. Everything is OK. Um the table read ended up being 45 minutes late because they were shooting that day and they were just trying to get something done before. And so um, I was, you know, I was like 10 minutes late because of this thing happening. And um, so I was basically sitting around, you know, hanging out before it started. Um, and it was such a wake up call to me and why I share this and just like um, just show up late, you know, just like stay alive, like stay uh I mean, in this situation, I don't really know what else I could have done because it was this other car. I mean, you know, but I was so all I was thinking about was getting to this place on time and I was driving fast um, and uh, and I was just very lucky that this was such a wake up call to just like, you know, sometimes you're going to be late. Sometimes you're not going to, you know get where you need to be, um, but you're going to get there if you just relax, take a breath, give yourself a break, um, and then just and just be okay with that. I think we, we're so, we're so um, you know, just sort of driven by rules, and it's a lot of what I'm going to talk about with my, with my wonderful guests coming up. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's just sort of what I, I had a, a major near-death experience. I haven't talked to a lot of people about this. I haven't talked to my family about this. I don't know if I will between now and this coming out, uh, but I am fine, and so is my car, um, and uh, so are we all if we just, just relax, take a breath, and show up late. All right, let's have a show. Oh, how wonderful. Hi, I'm sitting here with James Adomian and Liz Feldman. How are you both? Good. Can you guys both do me a favor and both only speak in unison for the whole hour? That'll be really Sure. Fun. That'll be so fun for everyone listening. Oh. You know when you play that like improv game and you're just like, let's read the book together and oh, you just read them the together. Best. It's the best. They're never good books. They're never. <laughs> oh, that's the fun. That's the fun. That's the magic of trying to sync our brains up to one another. To one another, I'm. Dr- am I drunk? I What's love happening? this merman shirt that you. I know. Wear. I'm you. very into it. Thank you. This was given to me at uh, RuPaul's Drag Con by a local artist whose name I don't know, and it's it's just of no use to anybody listening. But <laughs> uh, yes, I really like it too. It's it's it's, it's very sort of uh, homoerotic unicorn with a Virgin Mary tattoo on his yeah on his torso and just I don't he know. looks like a real life hot guy with a yeah. be- with a belly and tattoos. He's got a belly and tattoos. I like it. So he's like real life and a merman. 
Everything you need in life. Liz, what is on your shirt? I'm loving it. What oh, is that? Um, this is um, a band called Tegan and Sarah. Oh, yes, of course. I love yes. Tegan yes. and Sarah. I, just, I couldn't see the logo at the top. I just loved all the ladies on it. Yeah, there's just like a bunch of ladies. bunch of ladies. But and it's all them. It's all them it's, as it's all, all the them. ladies. It's yes. Tegan, Tegan and Sarah. They're the only ladies you need. Oh, they are. They are. I, They're I love, hot. They are hot, and I, I love Tegan and Sarah. They are. They're also lovely, smart people. Oh, that's great. I didn't mean <laughs> I didn't mean to like sound I mean like they're hot and that's that's important. Mm-hmm. But no, they really are incredible mm-hmm. ladies too. Yeah. Um Yeah, and they're, they're they're good citizens of the world. They're doing a lot for the world. They, they are. are. They, they are. are. They just started a foundation. Well, what was their What foundation? did your merman do? I uh, just Aww. he just fulfilled my needs. <laughs> what did what did Tegan and Sarah do? What they is they started something called the Tegan and Sarah Foundation. Uh-huh. Um, which is committed to like helping LGBT youth, specifically mm. young women, um, both lesbian <laughs> and trans, who are you know just don't get a lot of focus on them. Uh huh. Do you work for them? I don't work for them, but I, I we you are we are very yeah. good friends. Oh, and, good. and so no, but um, that is good because there's so many gay men in charge of LGBT things who are like going to focus a lot on the gay men and what they need. And it's like, you know, we have a lot of other members of our community and just a lot of, and just to just not only like, it's not even a conscious, um, you know, um, you know, exclusion. Yeah, it's, no, it's more I, like, absolutely. it's more like we just don't know. And so, you know, I mean, I think there's a lot of gay men who have done like really well in life and, yes. and, you know, ha- are really like financially, um, ahead uh-huh. and like yep. are focused on the things that like you know they needed help with when they were coming up in the world and right. I feel like that's what Tegan and Sarah are doing now. I love that. Yeah, I think it's really awesome. Is it like Wonderful. for um? Is it like for promoting people's voices who are lesbian and trans? Um, who are like active as artists or something? I I think it's it's uh, I'm sure like theoretically yeah I, I I feel like I'm so not like their spokesperson but oh, okay. um, <laughs> just, I'm just learning about why it. you no, came no, on no, here but, to talk. But, no, but 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 I'm happy to say that 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 they are focused on like just like even the most grassrootsiest of things like yes. sending kids to camp, and right, like, right, that kind of well, stuff. Well, and it's also you know? great because it's like they don't have to do that. That's not really their. Not and if at they all. feel compelled to do that is pretty wonderful. Yeah. And is. James, you're wearing a Bernie Sanders shirt that with with a Cheech and Chong logo, yes, which it I says, love. It's feel just, the burn. And they're rolling. And they're up, rolling up a joint. But it's Cheech and Chong on there, right? It was up in smoke. I think it's, it's up the, in smoke. Yeah, it's the poster for yes, that. Yes. There were there was such an amazing like array of Bernie Sanders themed shirts that were available <laughs> in Los Angeles. Oh, I'm sure. And I grabbed like more than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that one because it's like very like cross sectional. Like yes. you're covering a lot of ground with one yes. Bernie Sanders This shirt. one is the most popular walking around hiking or walking around LA or whatever. Mm-hmm. People are like, like your shirt? Yeah, like your shirt. It means drugs and revolution. Drugs and Bernie, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love that. Well, we're all wearing very representative we, shirts today. We all have we statements. Really, we, we really are. Really, how, we're, just, wow. we're just walking billboards for, you know, <laughs> for the future. For youth and movement and and thank God because the world's falling oh apart. Oh my God! It's this is a bad day today. today is Are we allowed to talk day. about that? We, oh my God! Of course. Oh. Uh, this will come out in in a, in a week, so who knows what'll be happening? It's like I always I I have a hard time talking about what's happening in the news because it happens so fast and every day is such a punch to the gut. Right. So today is obviously the day that Donald Trump nuked Hawaii. Uh, yeah. Exa- <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who knows what will happen by the time? 
but yeah, he did make an announcement that uh, that we were not going to uh, enlist or support trans uh, people in the military. Right, uh, but there's already 15,000 15, uh, trans people who are fighting in the military, um, and trans people are the biggest and hardest <sighs> fighters that I know. I'm sorry, they worked really hard to just just live to yeah. fucking walk out the door yeah, exactly. and to exist and exactly. the fact that like they can't serve our country I'm too much of a coward to fight in the military I, I couldn't do it myself for so many reasons uh, I, anybody who, who wants to do that and who wants to, to die and fight for, for should their country be should be allowed to, to and that's, that's just like basic and the, the argument that he's giving via Twitter because that's how this that's announcement how he, was yes, made yes. is that um, that it's just too much uh, strain on the budget for the military uh-huh. to you know pay for these meanwhile he wants to he's increased the budget like crazy but meanwhile for, they have already proven that they spend more money on Viagra for for the generals and stuff yes uh, well, oh I mean, God, honestly, insulting and disgusting. Chelsea Manning was pointing out on Twitter that there's this new uh, fighter jet that costs billions of dollars. Yes. Uh-huh. And it's like, if you really want to start looking at what the expenses are that we're facing in the military, mm-hmm. it's for insane um, weapons that are propping up these weapons makers. Yeah, and also exactly. Wars that we don't need to be. Yeah, in. exactly. I know. It's just it's so simple and and so obvious. Him just trying to distract from the crimes that he has committed. Yes, I mean he's like the he's such an obvious. And it's bully. just like we are living through this, and it's <sighs> like I, I, it makes me so mad every day. And it's like on top of everything going on in my personal small little life that I have to deal with, I have I, it's 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 crushing. But we also can't let it crush us. We have to I also know. just be like, okay, every day we'll fight back. You're an idiot. You're 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 fucking old, and we are thinking <laughs> ahead of you. We're going to go beyond you, yes. And we're going to get rid of all of you because there you will, will be a time without him. Like we, yes, there will be, Ugh. and we have to still be here, um, and we have to still be, you know, fucking together. And and I think also, e- e- even if you're an uh, some kind of bad person that supports Donald Trump, he's clearly doing things that are not productive for anybody. Right. right. Exactly. There's no one this helps. No, I know that's the thing. He's he's accomplished nothing and that's the thing too like his his circle is getting smaller and smaller and you know and and yeah you can't even say that you also there's nothing even you know conservative he's doing he's not making america great and you know the, the only thing he's doing is he's building up huge resistance against himself yes and he is he's making people awake and aware that they need to take charge of the country and what you know really matters so we have to but it's just it's there's certain days that it just you just wake Oof. up and you're like fuck yeah and it's every day yeah today, today for sure what is this doing to all of us spiritually mentally emotionally all of us like what is this doing to it is like it is its own kind of nuclear fallout like it is that we are going to have PTSD after this fucking man it has you know you can't pay attention to the news yet you have to because it's so arrogant and privileged to go I'm not going to even watch I'm not going to even pay attention to that it's like that's infuriating so you have to understand what's going on but you also have to just be like Oh, my God. You know, like, take care of, like, you know, yourself and the people around you. And just, like, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot. I it's think a it's, lot to deal with. I think it's good to have 
uh, you know, a good thing that happens when there's somebody this bad in a position of power is that people this 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 sort of loud loud evil mm-hmm. is that people start paying attention. Mm-hmm. Whereas when the evil is quiet or pretending to yes. be good, people don't pay attention enough. Yes, that's absolutely. Fair. And I think that um, we should remember the posture and the training of being involved and being opposed to evil and keep it up even when it looks like things are going well. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. a great point. You're absolutely right, and I think. You know, power corrupts, and I think you know we have. We were we were just (laughs) heading for this. I mean, I look back, like history will just show, like we were. You know, it was just it was a matter of time before this happened. It seemed very nice to. to Yes, it did. Hindsight, it was going so well for a minute. Exactly. Oh, oh well. Well, what's going on in your lives? Uh, talk to me. I'm more personally. Well, I like I'm to promote such... some of my projects. Yes, I'm currently working on a. I have a storytelling show. Let me uh, tell you about a very important sitcom coming to CBS. <laughs> a very important sitcom. You know, this world is really rough on mm. many fronts, and I think what they need is some one person's story in an Tim office. Allen, <laughs> Tim Allen comes into a room and says things. <laughs> Do you remember? And women go, oh, oh Tim. Tim. <laughs> You're so bad. Eddie Pepitone used to have a joke that killed me where he was like, some of these people come home from a job in Hollywood. And this was when Bush was president. Uh, he was like, and they have to look at the news and go, I did my part. <laughs> I wrote this part where she walked in the door and fell down. <laughs> I'm crying on the inside. I know. I know. I know I do that too. I know, exactly. But I know. I mean, but but the thing is too, I mean, not to sound so I mean I, I have to it it's I just have to get over like constantly feeling gross because every time I like look at the world and then talk about me in context with it, I'm like, oh God, who cares? But but you do I mean I, I I do have to sort of get over my feeling of feeling gross about it, but it's like people do need to laugh, and they do yeah, need all. Of, we true. we need each other, uh, and people need us to like lift yeah. them up, and they they want it. I mean, people are going out to comedy shows; they're watching. You know, I mean, it's like they need that relief I, so I badly. A, I did a show in Asheville, North Carolina, the day after the election, and God, they needed it. Wow! Oh my God! Yeah. The the because that is the most liberal. Pocket it's a of liberal the South, pocket probably. of yeah. North Carolina, which yes. was voted for Trump. Yes, and, um, and you know, big battleground state. Like, right. like no, no. I mean, when I go home to see the, it, it is crazy how how you know on on two sides it is. There's there's no purple. You know, mm. it's it's pretty. It's in between. Yeah, and people needed it. Mm-hmm. And it, this that process has been going on since the election, even before all over the country and beyond. Yeah. And I think uh, I think sometimes something that doesn't seem overtly political can be. Yes. <clears throat> well, and I think. You know, it's it, it's it's overwhelming. Like what I'm talking about, like, and and I think we all think we all feel small. We all feel like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? And the reality is, like, you know, I can I can make a couple calls to my to my congressman, and and uh, which I try to do. Uh, hey, I can, Schiff, how you doing? You know, hey, Schiff. <laughs> uh, you know, and and uh, and definitely, uh, you know, shout into a vacuum of social media and have just people that agree with me and just go, I agree. Um, we're we're all doing, but every little thing matters. Every little thing we're doing counts, you know. And and I can't. I mean, go down and like to third world countries and build houses or whatever. And I'm just I'm not. I I just feel helpless in that. But I'm like I can get up and do what I do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's something that we have to remember. We not take it lightly and go. You know. And I think it's like 
anything we can do. I mean, it's it just is just like honestly like encouraging people to be nicer people is like such a huge thing yeah. now. It's like it's such a it's such a small but insanely big thing at the same time. It's just like take care of each other, you know, and uh, cuz everybody's just like at this crazy breaking point. And, yeah, uh, and I think we it can't like get in the way of our own like personal evolving. No. Like, you know, and and growing and like a like learning from there's a clear, you know, huge divide in this country yes. and there are people who just don't believe the basic tenets of the stuff that I think the people in this mm-hmm. little room believe yes. and and um you know, not not to not to st- make it stunt you. Like you have to just keep sort of trying to be the best version of of yourself, and and don't underestimate how that can inspire other people too. And because yes. we do it a little bit more publicly than other people, it's really important that we case in do point. That. Case in point, my character Sacky Pants. <laughs> oh, Sacky Pants. <laughs> do tell. Oh, he how's he been lately? Sacky Pants does a Sacky Pants dance and he talks about his own Sacky Pants. Oh, he's so layered. <laughs> he's so much. Oh, oh I'm so God. glad he got that. He got that oh. series. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> series. Can't wait to hear what he gets into and see all of his antics. Is it just one uh, pair of sacky pants, or is it are there multiple? No, it's an olive oil closet full of sacky pants. Oh my God, an <laughs> olive oil closet. You know where all the options are the same. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love oh, that. Oh, the sacky Why pants. is it? The, I mean, it's so funny. I guess because I mean, just because I'm writing on a cartoon now, I would understand like for animation. But I love that animated. <gasps> characters always wear the same He just clothes. so quickly said he's writing on it. What, 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 what is that? What cartoon are you writing on? Oh, yeah. it's, it's, um, I thought, yeah, it's a, a show called Big Mouth and it's going to be on Netflix and it comes out in oh, September. Oh, yes. Great. Uh, Nick Kroll. Yes. 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 Awesome. I didn't, I didn't know you were writing on that. Dearly. And it's been so much fun. I'm learning so much and it's been a lot of fun. And yeah, it's it's a blast. And um, But I just love that cartoon characters always have the same outfits on. Like it's the Simpsons. <laughs> I was talking, yeah. I see people and I'm like, you know, like the same outfit. Where who's talking about somebody that? Oh, a friend of mine was talking about someone that she's working with, and this woman wears the same outfit to the office every single day. I I would if it was socially acceptable. I, I really mean, would. Well, I wear a lot of the same I clothes a couple days in a row. I will rock a pair, a pair of jeans for like a month oh, until sure. I'm like until they're actively reeking off of my legs. You know, and um, wow. <laughs> I'm hot. Uh, uh, Until there's like cartoon uh, cartoon smell fingers that are coming out and grabbing people. Like those like those, those like green ick side, you know, sort of the sm- ick faces come off my jeans. No, but I mean, I do. But, but there is something very beautiful, like insanely sociopathic about someone who wears the same outfit every day. Like I just, I, you know. That's, um, that's a level of like that's, commitment that that's, I there's can... There's something, but there's also like, there's some sort of like, I've given up on all this. Like it's just sort of like, I have my outfit, I put on, you know, there's there's there might be a level of genius to it where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry about how I look and that's kind of brilliant. But then there's also a thing about like, when you're like, I'm just, this is just what I have I mean, you know I don't know I mean it's like I, I doubt that it's like you only own one outfit it's just sort of like this is what I've decided I I look good in and I and I've just like wrapped myself I up would love this. to wear half a sailor suit uh, <laughs> which half I just walk like, around just like down, Donald Duck like like, like, uh, which like, half? The, the, like uh, the right half the bottom half the like, top half like oh, the Donald uh-huh. Duck and, and then, then just walk around and, then, and, oh, and yeah. just bottom out yes yes that'd be so great 
I feel well, like you could actually carry that off. I've like recently gone. Thank, every, thank you. Everything I buy lately is like nautical themed, and I'm very worried that I'm turning into an 80 year old woman. Like you know when women turn into like sailor look, uh-huh. and they have like the heck hat, and they oh, always yeah. have you know, and the jackets, those white puffy nautica mm-hmm. jackets with the <laughs> with the gold piping. I'm like, I've bought all these like Hawaiian shirts and like sailboat shirts, and I'm like, why am I buying all of this? Like, why is this? You've gone into what I want to wear. You've gone to your Merchant Marine yacht rock phase. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. I mean, I I think you just lean into that. I mean, just I keep just, going. There. I love it. It's like what draws me to the to what I'm. I'm like, I want that. A month from that. now, no. he's gonna be like, we're gonna be like, Drew, you moved to a houseboat in Maria Del Rey. <laughs> <laughs> I want I'm that. So for you. not a beach person, but I would be like, yeah, sure. Or like I don't even like being on a boat. But you don't? I, no, I I'm I get very uh, seasick. Oh, okay. I'm no fun, Liz. Like I don't like to do anything fun. I like to go to movies <laughs> and I like to drink, and that's about what I like to like. I don't like to adventure. Like outdoors, I like I go hiking. I do like to do that. I've been hiking. Um, with I mean, Jim that's Drogan. adventurous. And uh, that, I do like I do like to do that. But I like to have my feet on the ground. Like the the boats kind of make me a little. I get a little seasick. Have you and, ever performed uh, on a cruise? I never have. I have. Me neither. You have. I have. Oh. have. What cruise have you performed on? I performed on uh, the Atlantis like 25th oh, a- yeah. anniversary, like biggest gay cruise of uh-huh. all time at 5, the time. 5,000 people on the boat? 5,000 people on the boat. I was one of, I think it was like 40 women. Wow. Out of 5,000. Wow. wow. Yeah. And um, I did stand up and um, it was really, uh, it was quite a, um, it might have actually effectively ended my stand up career <laughs> because it was so like, it was because it was like, you know, that's kind of like a good gig. Like you, you get to go on a cruise, they pay you yes. and you get a free cruise and you can bring somebody. And like, you know, if you're thinking about, you know, the amount of time you're actually spending, you know, I think I had to do three 45 minute shows. Oh, I was going to ask like, cause no, you four, just... four 45 minute shows and like two 15 minute sets. But okay. what they don't tell you is that those shows start at about 1130 at night. And everyone is hammered, hammered drunk. And they're not like that psyched that there's like a lesbian and in front how, of them. And how many people are packed oh. into the room? Uh, like for the individual shows, I would say maybe, you know, like under 100. Okay. And then uh-huh. like there would be like big, you know, shows in the in the, in the the big, you know, whatever, Broadway theaters. Oh, sure. I put quotes on that. <laughs> and uh, that was maybe like maybe like a thousand people. I don't know. Wow. And that's like the 15 minute set? That's the 15 minute, yeah. And you would open for like, what, 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 would you do like, like There would be like three comics doing oh, 15 minutes each or something okay, like that okay. and then like um, and then we would have like our individual shows like at the in like the cabaret club oh, in, in, a, in a room under 100 uh, uh, a drunken heckle can act like a like an actual torpedo and like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mainly yeah. just did crowd work because they didn't really care what the fuck I was talking about uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 I yeah. just was like you know what and it, I just had fun with them and I was like how many of you like are you know in long term relationships and like many of them would raise their hands I say now how many of you um, are are in a committed relationship, and none of them would raise their hands. <laughs> wow! And like, I just like got into like how many of them just like are, have open relationships, and like that's why they're on the crew. It was it was yeah. pretty great in that way, but it was really hard work, actually. Yeah, I'm sure, and it's also like. You know, they're when they're not there to like pay attention and listen. I mean, I get so irritated, and I admire both of you for doing stand up because, as you know, with me, I love to do storytelling. I love to get up and tell, like, you know, or like do like this, where I'm just like, I feel like I'll find something interesting or funny, or maybe not, but maybe that's fun. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't put like jokes forward, and I don't know how. And I'm learning how to write jokes better on this writing job, but I'm still not. It's still not as 
interesting to me. And it's, and it's really hard when you have a crowd that just needs, I mean, you're like, it's all about them. Yes. When they're drunk, it's really good to just go, my material doesn't matter. It's all about these people because they are, they're just, they're pigs and they're selfish <laughs> and they're wasted. So I'm going to be like, who are you? What are you about? I mean, like, I could do that better than I could. Cause if I had like a rehearsed, set that I'd been working on before and I'm trying to talk and get through it, I just get mad oh, and I just leave. Yeah, you I, have, I, I mean, have no... I have a vision of a future of Drew Drogi doing stand-up where he's got like a big... F- <laughs> <laughs> he's got a big floppy tuxedo <laughs> and he's always got a drink and he's like comes out and he's like, you're stupid! I like that your vision, oh, your your future of him, in, your, sorry, your vision of him in the future sounds like it's 1970. Yes! Yeah, well, that's yes, awesome. that's very yeah. true. I will... <laughs> back to the 70s and I do love I mean I I have a thing about like I get so upset when people make it all about them when they're just watching the show when I go see a show I you I mean you know James you and I both we have uproarious crazy laughter when we've had people ask us to be quiet and I say fuck you because <laughs> oh, I'm enjoying the show I but it's about that. what I'm watching I'm responding to what I'm seeing it's not about me and there's a difference between that and someone commenting right. and making it about well, themselves that's but, not how it works in my life and or, or they just go <laughs> or they'll just do the thing about like that's what she said or they'll just do something like laugh because they want the audience to laugh with at them too it's not about them and i get so i mean i, I i'm organizing a group of we're all going to see uh, a group of our friends are going to see girls trip have you all seen it yet? oh i saw it i can't oh can't my wait. god it was really good i'm not I gonna lie it, it was i so have, i'm oh, i'm so very good. excited to see it but when the group of friends and there's kind of an ongoing battle right now because some of the group want to go to a theater where they know everyone's going to be like talking a lot and commenting and I'm like I do not want that I trust this is a good movie and I want to enjoy the movie that I'm watching mm-hmm. I'm such a crusty cranky old man that it's the same when I got out to perform and if you're going to talk during the show fuck you you don't deserve art You, it's going to be about <laughs> yes I will be drunk and I will call you stupid because like I I don't you know I get to a point where I'm like I can't do that like you know it's like you know it's it's it, it makes you crazy you're just like you know i mean i i do feel like that's why i think that cruise broke me because yeah, i totally I, it was, get it, was, it. there was just and so much why, of that part of me why i haven't like really pursued because i was doing my solo show and i had a couple people saying could you do it on the cruise and i'm like my show like is ultimately a comedy but there's a lot of drama and it, it gets real quiet <laughs> and i was like and and i have been so lucky and truly blessed i mean i've had I would say 99% of audiences that see my show are, are at least quiet when they need to be, you know? <laughs> Even and, someone well-meaning. You can have a quiet moment and someone could be like, yes, Drew, uh, yes. Yeah, no, I can't. You're like, can't that's, not it, what, you know? that's not what no. I wanted. And, no, if I was you, I would, if, if I was like your manager and you like really wanted to do a cruise, I would send you as Chloe. That's what I would do. That's what you would do. But Chloe can do five minutes. Yeah. And, and then everyone gets annoyed with Chloe. I mean, true, I get annoyed. Cause that's so funny. Chloe, I mean, I can, like that. Chloe's a bit. And like, that's the thing about it that like but honestly it, it just, I, I could take it I could it, take it for it, longer than five like, I mean I could do you're it you're gonna get emails now from point. people going I could take Chloe for five hours yeah <laughs> I'd be like okay uh, no it's just it's just rattling off names and name dropping and it's sort of like that and then I have done you know I mean I started doing Chloe live on stage a lot and it was a very different sort of energy before the videos came out and you know, and I've hosted a lot. Of, Chloe's really fun to host things because she can comment on what just happened or 
whatever. But at a certain point, I've done it like outdoors with a lot, big drunk crowds. They don't want to sit and listen to you rattle off, even if they love the videos. <laughs> they want a song. They want hard <laughs> jokes. They want a quick little bit, and then they want you the fuck off. So that I've they can seen keep Chloe in direct sunlight at Akbar in the yes. parking lot. Outside. Parking lot behind a McDonald's. <laughs> yes, and you see quickly how people are just like, yes, what's next? I know it, it, exactly. They want to get a picture with you, and they want to move on. And I understand that when I'm at a, when I'm out at a party, I don't want to sit and listen to somebody talk unless I'm in a theater. So I just think there's like they're real like distinctions about where you can do and what you can do. And some people are so good. Some people welcoming welcome like heckling and they love it and they they feed off of it. I just get mad and I go, I'm just gonna go home because I I just love what I do. Too much. It's too precious to me, and I it, and I literally mean it's too precious to me. I don't, you know. I mean, I I take it too seriously, but I just also feel like, why are we? Why are yeah? Why are we doing this? Why are we here? Let's just go to the bar and. What I want to know is what is the end game for a heckler? Like, has it ever? What's the best it's ever worked out? That's you a think good that question. you think the audience is going to turn and be like, "You're the one who should be on stage." And yes, it never yes. happened. Yes, I think that yes. subconsciously that's exactly what they want. It's their time. <laughs> they 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 have alcohol that gives them the the courage, and they think this is my time that I'm gonna. They, everyone's gonna find me hilarious. Also, they're always the people that. Or the one at the office that just always has mm-hmm. to say something, you know, and they're, and it's never funny. Like, I've never once had a heckler been like, I've never been like, oh, oh. <laughs> actually, that was hilarious. Like, I've <laughs> never had that. It's always just like, shut up, stop, you know. Um, but I think people right. get carried away with it and they think it's part of the whole thing. Um, but, you know, yeah, it, 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 it makes me absolutely crazy so you know i, I love i love um the, the 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 science of not going too mean on <laughs> heckler which i had to learn the hard way oh god because it's so easy yeah it's so easy if you hear something and the audience doesn't to be like go blow up your own family yeah and then yeah, they exactly. think oh i'm the bad guy <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 well it's a it's very it's it's really tricky and like knowing when to do that and how to do that and you know and when you can be like oh i'm gonna you know um did you guys see the big sick Camille's movie. Not yet. Not it's yet, great. But I it's been out of the country. I'm off. I'm, I'm way behind on movies. It's really great. But there's this wonderful scene in it where he gets heckled and, and oh my God, and Holly Hunter just gives like, I'm like, give her another Oscar for this scene. She's so good in it. But it's great. And I, and I'm not going to, you know, but just it's, it's a, it's this great moment of how uncomfortable it makes everybody. I mean, they may really step it out and make it like a big deal in this movie. But it's like, you know, yeah, that's what you're kind of doing. You know, even when you're not making some sort of... In this movie, he makes a racist comment, and, you know, the heckler does and at Camille. But it's more about... I was hoping it was Camille. I know, me too. But Camille, <laughs> oh, Camille's very racist. Oh, I'm going yeah. to take this moment right now to say that uh, Camille Nanjian is a racist. <laughs> I think that's a good statement. Uh, I'm going to stick with that. Uh, that's the pull quote for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's the title of this episode. <laughs> I just want more hits. I'm clickbait. <laughs> um, no, it's 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 a great movie, and everyone should see it. Um, I want to. I'm going to talk to you guys. I want to hear from you guys. Um, who wants to tell me a a story or a? Um, you know, it's funny. You were saying earlier, like you know, just uh, just like a you know, it's called minor revelations. Sure, just a minor revelation. Yeah, I was um at work yesterday, and um, where do you work? Um, currently. I am a consultant um, on a on a new show for CBS called Nine JKL, which premieres in October. Nine JKL. Yeah. Okay. So a couple days a week, I go in there and um, just um, just sort of like you know, just 
just sort of piss all over what they're doing. Yeah, that's and, that's um, my that's what I'm doing at Big yeah. Mouth. I'm a consultant as well. Yeah, it's, it's a fun gig. It is a fun gig. No, they're never, really I've never lovely done people. It before. I've never done it before. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's fun. I just kind of I just li- just go in and sort of mm-hmm. tell them what I think about what they're doing. It's mm-hmm. a little bit weird, but um, mm-hmm. it's they're lovely, funny people. And but somebody was saying um, they were we were talking somehow about Bigfoot, and somebody said, "Well, do you, do you believe in Bigfoot?" I said, "No," and they were like, "What about the Loch Ness monster?" And I was like, "No," and then somebody <laughs> else said, "What about aliens?" And I was like. Well, yeah, that's not uh, the same. It's like a totally different thing. Right. Aliens are mathematically certain. Yeah. I mean, exa- I said, if you don't believe in aliens, if you don't think there's other life forms other than just us in this vast universe, like mm-hmm. you're the crazy person. Yeah. Like, it's, that's it's crazy. Complete narcissism. Like we're just the only thing that, you know, exists out here. And yeah. I, I, I thought that was so like yeah. and then but like people there was like a ripple in the room like that I believe in aliens I think it almost like <laughs> undermined like this consulting I was oh, meant wow. to be doing they're like she doesn't know comedy she doesn't know these <laughs> She or just that know. I'm like a Looney Tune oh, that right, right. I yeah, that yeah, I yeah. like that, crazy. that is such a conspiracy theory Some that I believe in. Some of these in. funny people are also crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's isn't that I mean I know and and we've we we've seen we don't have like hardcore evidence. It's not in books that say aliens exist, but we mm. but we do right. I mean I mean we, yeah. There's I mean don't I'll go down that. You know about the Fermi paradox. According to the I want to hear about this because I, I don't know that much. I about don't it. know about the Fermi, but I I've recently watched a documentary called Unacknowledged, oh. which is on um, Apple. It's a little dense, I'm not gonna uh-huh. lie, a okay. little dry in places. Sure. Um, it's um, but very like revelatory, and like you just have to be like, well, these are actual people, like that are really f- like we're in the military, and they're really talking about. It. It's just and it's what pretty crazy, seen, and what they've seen, and what they what they know. Yeah. So Fermi yeah, but, theory. Um, but the Fermi paradox <clears throat> states quite simply that uh, that the reason that there has to be a limited number of reasons for why we haven't been contacted by alien life, because given the infinite uh, expanse of the universe and how long it's been around, there must have been other evolutions of life in other places. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's a, if the Fermi paradox is sort of a involves um, a list of possible explanations for why and that is either life is like it's just so far distance it hasn't gotten to us or life always gets to a certain point on a planet and then kills itself which is the terrifying one uh-huh. um, yeah. or there's various other or or their life does know about us and it's deliberately hiding from us for some reason or another and there's always very interesting explanations for why we haven't seen the aliens or they are very much in contact with us and our own government isn't telling us <laughs> Yeah, that's also, yeah, that's, that's, that's also an explanation. That's also that also could be could be true. It'd be fascinating if that was actually happening, and like if, the, if you know, Donald someone, Trump unzips himself. Oh my god! Well, that's like one of the things, evidently, that like the you know when the president gets like briefed when they're first in office, uh-huh. like that's evidently one of the like sort of things that they're briefed on this this very long standing relationship essentially that we have with other life forms. And I don't know if relationship's the right word, but like certainly there's Knowledge been contact. And contact, okay. Yeah, yeah, and that like that's what the president that's one of the things that they're immediately briefed on. Can you fucking imagine that idiot getting uh, he, information he, he, yeah, like that? Yeah, there's just there's no way. Ugh. There's no way that well, he would even Why know. are these aliens always they're only they can only talk to the people in the absolute top of the government? What are they snobs? Well, they why also can't they go to, have a McDonald's they burger like everybody? Why can't they, they, they do visit a lot of trailer parks and <laughs> they should be more know, communities as well. <laughs> they don't. Why, um, why would they? Sh- if they, why can't they just show up at like an like a Coachella? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they do. By the hey, way, you never know. 
Yeah, exactly. Shake down every hipster you're next to. You may not know. They might be an alien. I don't know. I think it's like, I actually am not terrified by it. I, I'm very comforted. Yeah, me too. To know that there are, that there's life outside us and there's some other, I, I just have to believe that, you know, there's so much that we don't know. And I think that's, that's, that weirdly comforts me more than makes me like need to know what, you know, um, you know, I don't know. Did you guys see Arrival? Did you? Yes, did you see? Did I did. You, yes, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it too. And I thought it was like sort of. I loved it was just so much about language and about communication and, you know, and about like just the idea that like yeah, like it, you know, and of course we'd be idiots and be threatened you know of immediately, course. and we think they're the enemy, and we're so we're so territorial and nationalist and everything. But it's like yeah, it's like I don't know. I think it's it's kind of wonderful, and I don't know. I mean like. Yeah, the, the you know I I don't know what with like the Loch Ness monster and all that kind of stuff. I'm like I I don't know. It's like been around forever. I, I don't mean, know. I guess I I guess I would say rather than believe or not believe in the Loch Ness monster, I don't care. Right. Yeah, it's I know. Like I, don't really I guess if he exists, great. Great. I know. <laughs> well, there's like every day we find new sort of we find new stuff in our oceans, I and mean, our oceans are just like insane for right. the creatures that wash up. So I'm like, it's definitely a possibility, but yes, I don't care. Bigfoot, no. I mean, like, come on. Like, I mean, I, there's just no way. And like, again, I also don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't believe in. <laughs> I don't believe in Bigfoot, but I'm a big fan of Harry and the Hendersons. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I, I believe in that you know, Bigfoot. When yeah. I was, and I just this is well, you know, whatever. My crazy, um, solipsistic life. Uh, when I was nine years old, my summer camp took us to a drive-in movie theater, uh, and we went and saw Harry and the Hendersons. With John Lithgow. And, yes, with John Lithgow and Stand By Me. Oh, which wow. Which changed my life. A double feature? Double feature. Wow. Stand By Me, I remember I was these kids were just a few years older than me, and I was just like watching these kids smoke and cuss and cry and be like sensitive writer, like boys who are sensitive writers. It affected me on such a deep level. And I, I will never forget that night. And then, and it was, it was so dark and so mm-hmm. much. It was just such a heavy movie. I had never seen anything so personal. And I mean, like, you know, I was allowed to watch Freddie and Jason movies when I was very young and I was allowed to see, but nothing was, was like, <laughs> yes, it's was a window emotional. into Drew Drogi. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, from like, since I he was, learned I to was, talk and then there was Freddie and then Jason, there Freddie and Jason, and then everything <laughs> else. but I had never seen anything so emotional, so dramatic at me like aimed at me because uh, you know when you're when you're young like even when you see things and you're like oh and you see adults cry and you're like oh that's sad but you're not really thinking like oh god um this is me and uh and then just this uh past saturday i went and saw stand by me again at the hollywood forever cemetery oh and cried all over again and there were much younger people sitting around us that were dying laughing because it was like rebel without a cause to them it was that ridiculous oh to God. them you know is it like the and 30 like, year anniversary or something yeah th- yeah 39th try 40th oh my god jesus no, 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 that's no, 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 thirtieth. It's the thirtieth anniversary. It's be 30, yeah. I'm forty. It was. It's yeah. 30. We were uh, alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah it we were alive. Out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so no, no. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was incredible to watch it again, and I just cried so much. And River Phoenix just being like, oh. I don't want anybody to know me. I wish nobody knew who I was. And Corey Feldman and the Junkyard Guy. When that that scene just ripped me apart, and I was just like, this movie is everything and I was like super stoned and just wailing <laughs> in the cemetery at that movie it's a beautiful beautiful movie uh, but that's when I think of Harry and the Hizer- H- Hendersons I think of Stand By Me 
Um, what happened in Harry and the Hendersons? I saw that yeah, one too, but I did nothing. It. They, I think they it was a standard. It was a standard. Oops, we ran into Bigfoot. Take him into the family, and then he messes everything up, and we got to release him back in the wild. Story. Oh, you oh know, yeah, one of those. Yeah, it's one a, of those. Things. It's a it's a meet cute adopt Return of the Wild movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. There were so many. The '80s were so oh. much about that. Like, you know, here we go. There was uh, there were so many, and I was also we loved like cavemen. I guess it was like big man on campus, and there was. I mean, later than that was um, Encino, Encino man, man in the '90s, right? Yes, in the '90s. But then there was just so much of that. Like Alf was the the sitcom. Oh, you the, would, this like, is stupid. The, <laughs> the stupidest thing I did Clusterfest in June in San Francisco, and I. What the, is Clusterfest? It was just a new festival that okay. Comedy Central put on. Oh, cool! And there was the show that took place in the 80s and so I was like thinking what can I do what can I do and finally I threw together this thing where I showed up as performing as the head writer from ALF oh my god Adrian Lomax Friedman who talks and dresses like ALF and I came out on my knees and I was like I am not ALF (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's, oh my god I just now got that his whole point was just trying to prove to people that he was not ALF (laughs) (laughs) but dressed like him and still holding on to that I wanted everybody to know that he wrote for ALF the dumbest thing the the dumbest thing ever and that's our favorite thing that's our favorite thing you know what that just reminds me of um uh this is sort of in that vein but it was a real uh, step in, in, in a terrible direction soul man oh my god the most offensive movie ever with Which, what's his face c thomas howell, c. Thomas howell. We, uh, we in watched full it, blackface full blackface he doesn't oh, get into how do we not know about it was this? it was so reagan it was like because oh he's a god. white kid who can't get a scholarship because all those black kids are getting scholarships so he takes melanin and takes all this skin darkening pills yeah. And, and then the makeup department and the makeup just like and he basically just starts going to college as a black man and talking like a black man whatever that means but it just a lot of like you know what it is my brother and saying things like that and 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 um who's the actress in it um she was beautiful the redhead the gorgeous redhead no the black actress oh um, Radon Chong Radon Chong yes and she doesn't she fall for him in it? She falls for him in it, and then, but then there's also the I'm thinking of the redhead oh white God. girl who only dates black guys yet, so she's in to see Thomas Howell and Leslie Nielsen is her father. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, yes, and he's a racist, and he's like, my daughter can't date a black man. Well, well, <sighs> well, good luck. I mean, you know, guess what? You, Happy you, every, ending. Everybody this, wins yeah. because it's see Thomas Howell. Is this before Naked Gun? Yes. Oh, yes. Thank God. Okay. Yeah, I want to say it was like 86, I didn't know about this, and I really kind of want to have it stricken from the record. It's it a, should be. It should be. It's 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 horrifying. You would be shocked that it only took place, that, that this movie was made 30 years ago. Like, you would think yeah, it, you, this was, you, like, yeah. made 80 Like a Mickey Rooney ago. movie or something. Yes. You know, and the whole thing was just, like, it's just, it's so upsetting that, like, that would be, like, <laughs> just a comedy. It's just, like, a mild comedy. You know that really had nothing to do with, and 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 I guess there are some black people in it, but I don't remember. I don't remember other it. than Radon Chong. I don't remember. It's like, and I think Robert Downey Jr.'s in it. That seems Is right. He his friend, his that feels roommate. Right. That feels right. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. There were so many things that we just thought were we just that we just accepted as like, oh, that's fine. That's that's no. There's nothing wrong with, you know. Um, you know, and it was oh boy. No, I don't. I don't remember there being any. Any backlash, really, at no. all? Oh, no, 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 not at all, not no. at all. And we watched it all the time as kids. It would always be on HBO. And we'd be like, oh, let's watch Soul Man. And it, yeah. I don't know why. It just, it was, we were just so not woke to that. I wonder what <laughs> movies now will people will be like, oh, my God, can you believe? 
that that was like happening. I'm also really glad that like so much like overt homophobia is gone from movies and just in the last few years. I every now and then it'll creep in, but usually you're it like It creeps in uh in it's it's in ads. It's it lingers on in ads, I feel like, hmm. where it's like hmm. be a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a man. Eat a man sausage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is there was pretty gay. Which is pretty actually. gay. Right. Yeah. I remember like man it up and man it down. There was like Dr <laughs> Pepper that was twelve calories, so it was like not gonna be <laughs> yes. like those that faggot one calorie soda. You're gonna get twelve calories, dude. It was it was it was it was like it was enough calories for a man. Yeah, exactly. And they sh- they, they, that's that's dumb enough and fine. Just be dumb. But then they're like they illustrate it with like a man that's not enough of a man to be like what you oh, shouldn't sure. be, and oh. that's all. Always where it gets offensive. Yeah, of course. Like it's this- also Doctor Fucking Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Relax, like, everyone. Like, um, yeah. Don't have like. It's like they write the ad and they go. Here's what the fag would drink. Now cut that part out. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll just do it if we just kept that part out of it. But it's the same ad otherwise. It's just it's 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 nuts, but it's getting a lot better, and I'm really glad that you know that no longer it's like oh the two dudes about are about to kiss what and it's like a psych out yeah. or one of those things. I'll tell you I'll tell you, you know. where there's still yeah, some ki- overt kiss and um, question yourself after. Where, Speaking of kissing, because I'm a big Dodger fan, uh huh, and the um, kiss cam, the kiss cam. They yeah. will never. I mean, like I, I've I've been to so many games, and it's always straight couples, and it really bothers me. Wow. It bothers me. I do know that my uh, 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 fr- sports some friends are the of mine, last part to go. Th- of course. There was some. Yeah, I do know some. I guess it was a Dodgers game. There, there were two guys that kissed, but they weren't a couple. But they just did it to be like, we're going to be two men who kiss on the, you know. I mean, that's two great. Gay guy, they were with gay guys, but they weren't, uh, you know, together. But. I've, th- I've noticed there's like little lingering homophobias that are out in the world, of course, because that's the way the world is. But yeah. like, I went out with my boyfriend, and we, then we were at this Italian restaurant where there's an accordion player going around to all the tables, <laughs> and we swore we weren't the only gay couple, and we decide we like invent we were watching and listening and waiting for him to come to us or the uh-huh. other gay couples, and we realized the accordion. Player only plays for straight people. <laughs> wow. Whether they that would be a blessing. Don't you feel for like me. you're fine? Yeah. I I like be, you I don't would, like the accordion player. Thrilled. No, I don't want somebody coming up and playing it. No, I listen. <laughs> Drew when I go out hates to dinner, sound. I, I do. I have a very sensitive ears. And oh. also when I go out to dinner with someone, I want undivided time with that person. And I want the food. We I, I'm about the food and the person I'm with. I don't need added, I don't I don't need showbiz pizza like Mitzi, <laughs> Mitzi the singing mouse. <laughs> Coming out and doing I love showbiz pizza. By the pizza. way, I... guys, when are we opening showbiz pizza? Because I not only want to eat there, but I would like to own it. Well, oh my I... god, it'd be so great. So, um, I loved showbiz pizza when I was a child. That was is that a real thing? Yes, yes. It was a thing. Oh, it, it, I thought it, you were it, making that in up. LA, no, 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 it's what it, Chuck E. Cheese is Chuck e. Cheese. in the South. It was oh, showbiz pizza. Okay, I'm from New York. Yes. We don't have and that. So, there. and it was, and they would, and they'd be like, Billy Bob was like this big gopher, and he would do like, <laughs> yes. rum, 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 rum. and I remember oh, okay. Mitzi was the singing mouse, and she would be on the corner, uh, you know, and and it, it was, was animatronics. Animatronic. And I'm sure it would be crazy, but I would love it if I could. I would love to go to one now. I would love to go to one now. Do they still exist? Hopefully, I don't know. Showbiz still does, but I know Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese does. does. Oh, sure, yeah, but they had animatronic shows, and mm, I think yeah. I went as a, for a birthday party once, and then I made my mom take me by myself to see them because I loved it yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that was my first introduction to like showbiz <laughs> of like curtains <laughs> and things. 
That's, I feel like that says a lot about you. It does. I yeah. remember looking under the curtain and seeing them like frozen, and I was terrified as a child because I remember being like, "What? Yes, they're underneath there because they were frozen. They're frozen robots. You know, robots, and then they would just come to life, like sort of. It's a small world, Hall of President style, and they would entertain you. And they would sing some song, and then you good, would eat good, 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 good vibrations. <laughs> just yeah. to describe for you the at beginning. home or in your car, they are actually doing the robots. Yes, of course guys. we are. My beginning, James Domian's intro to theater was animatronic robots singing Beach Boys songs. <laughs> that explains at a pizza everything. Um, no, but I just don't enjoy... I remember my family... I got it honestly. Because for my family, there was a Sunday... We we would always go to, uh, to eat after church. And when we lived in Charlotte, we would go, we went to Bennigan's, which is, you know, sure. which is the chain, uh, the sort of the Irish chilies. And... <sighs> With, you know, and there was, uh, you know, somehow that sounds worse than yeah, both and things. It's just like, but everything's like, you know, um, it's like some like turkey burger on a potato pretzel, and it's like, you know, with like with like a, you know, like a, a cottage mayonnaise. They Irish it up, just gross. And so we went, and there was there were bagpipe players in the fucking restaurant and they would play back and my father was so upset and he was just like we we they need to get out of here because they're playing bagpipes inside a restaurant like so you got your fear of sound from your dad I, I learned to hate noise <laughs> that moment and we we got them removed from the restaurant and we would always and every time we hear bagpipes in movies as a family we we're like oh we're at Bennigan's again I mean even as Dead if the Poets Irish Society. hadn't suffered enough the drogi yes. family came in and evicted them from Bennigan's I, I would look every Irish person in the face and just say how do you think I feel <laughs> well Drew it's, it's, I want you to tell me a story James. it's fine that you enable the accordion player but I'll have you know that uh, we're suing we're suing the accordion player for discrimination Good. and I can't wait to drag him in front of the judge <laughs> just to see him have to testify with the accordion oh he has to bring the accordion and, your, and the your honor and there's, a, and there's a little monkey and a little little like you know little like fez who has symbols on his shoulder? <laughs> I would love it if the guy had to perform, had to bring his accordion into court. Oh my god, that'd be horrible! I it's would love a, it what if a that horrible monkey, precedent that would set. We never put in our was wigs. Also um, homophobic. Yes, yes, and refused to he would, perform he would for poo. you. He would throw poo in his yeah. hands at any member of the LGBT. The community. monkey's like, Your Honor, I won't look at these guys. <laughs> I'm gonna face this way. James, I want to hear a story. Talk to me. What's um, going on? So I didn't want. I, I had a story that I think I've told you before. Oh, great! Off mic, but I, I, had, oh. I don't think I've ever told this on a, um, on a podcast. But oh, it's a family story of just a little minor embarrassment that I thought would be funny. Oh, I love it! And you know my dad, and yes. um, he's a crazy guy. And speaking of Leslie Nielsen, my dad has had a lot of like public embarrassment incidences. Yes, and I, you know, I'm I'm not gonna say too much about him specifically because we don't. <laughs> We're not on the best of terms, uh-huh. but this is a st- story from my life, so I can tell this story because it's me. Um, but I was invited when I was in junior high school to the uh, uh, geography be in California, mm-hmm. and we drove up as a family, and then we're in Sacramento, in Old Town Sacramento, looking for a restaurant as a family. And I'm the oldest at like 13. My youngest of bro- three brothers is like a baby, and um, all the restaurants in Sacramento are like below ground. So my dad goes downstairs. In more ways than one. <laughs> It's a rough patch, Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. 
Ever since the goal, ever since 49. It's a whole story there. I mean, you know, especially when you meet gay people from Sacramento, you're like, you realize San Francisco's right next door, right? Like you're, anyway. Well, you know, San Francisco's so, as a side note, San Francisco's so expensive, people are flooding into Stockton and Sacramento yes, now. Yes, that I understand, but living Back there. Back then, but, in but the but 90s, yes, yes. yes. Anyway, my dad goes to check out the menu of a restaurant uh, downstairs at this like old, old, old Sacramento pizza restaurant factory or whatever the oh, hell it God. is. Yes, and I everything's like, like, gas gas lamps and wood banisters oh, <laughs> and um and so the rest of our family is upstairs with the baby stroller and then daniel you probably know my brother daniel uh, yeah, of course is like seven years old and goes down with my dad because he needs to use the bathroom and there is then we hear this bellowing sound from below in this restaurant uh, of, uh we hear this echoing bellowing sound everybody down god damn it and it's dad. Oh, and oh my God. We start panicking. My mom's like, James, what's happening? And I'm the oldest, so I go halfway down the stairs to see my dad uh, on his on his belly, it, like army crawling across the pizza <laughs> restaurant floor. Um, and he, he's yelling at my brother, Daniel, I said down, God damn it, tackles my brother. Um, and then he's, he's, he, everyone in the pizza restaurant is screaming, panicking, what's happening? He starts turning over tables, like a table of eight people with full pizzas in front of them turned over as a barricade and the pizza sliding oh, off on the floor. Wow. And so the whole restaurant starts hunkering down for uh, a standoff of some kind. And they're all getting, they're, all the tables are turning over and everybody's hiding behind them. And my dad's belly crawling, like in charge of the situation. And um, to fill in what has happened otherwise, um, uh, my brother Daniel went to the bathroom and in the process, they saw a door open to the restaurant next door, a different restaurant that was a dinner theater. And there was like cops and robbers with cap oh, guns. Oh, my Stop God. It. Bang, oh bang, God. bang, bang. And my dad was like, this is a gunfight. And my little brother, who's seven, was tells the story. And he's like, no, I knew from the beginning that this was like, I knew they were cap guns. I, oh. played, I played with cap guns. <laughs> my God. And my dad is. Oh my and that's God. when I see dad going, guys said, God damn. God damn it. Get down. <laughs> the whole restaurant. Is panicking and screaming and wailing and crying, <laughs> and then then out of the chaos, this man, this poor man across a salad bar, is going, "Sir!" And he's this man is dressed <laughs> with like a bow tie and like a peppermint shirt, you know, and he's like, "Sir, sir, it's a dinner theater, sir, it's a dinner theater," and my dad, oh. My surrounded God. by t upturned tables in a pizza restaurant had to stand up and dust himself off oh. and go well what can I say they're good actors oh my God <laughs> Oh, that's oh my so God. good. That's so great because obviously it was I'm the most sure embarrassing. It was like criminally embarrassing. You would look at the the actors and be like, they are probably like not in cop shape. You know, like they're just actors. They're <laughs> right. probably like they're too all skinny twenty, or too some, fat, you know? 24. and they're just wearing ill fitting cop cop uniforms that probably don't match, and with cap guns that have orange caps on the you know the front yes. of them. But your dad seems chill. And he's so chill. 
I mean, I, I, what is it going through his like? What 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 is so uh, short fused? Well, bear? you know how you when 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 a dad has an episode that embarrassing, he spends the rest <laughs> of the night explaining himself to his family. Of oh course. yeah. Of well, course. you know, yeah. obviously, and also up on the side. By the way, P.S. We didn't pay for shit. We were out of there fast enough that oh, he didn't. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. no damages or yeah. name given. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the sidewalk, some people came up laughing like, "Oh, you poor man!" And he was like, "Well, I'm from Los Angeles. We just had riots. It's." A dangerous place. Oh, so, oh my God. yeah, okay. That was his dumb excuse. Yes, 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 yes. But um, it was it was the probably the most hilariously embarrassing thing that's happened to him. Oh family. my God, that's I mean, really quite amazing. But like Frank Drebin from Police Squad, completely yeah, oh Frank Drebin, totally. completely. You know, and I I think I mean I. I do love just oaf dads and what they have, you know. Also, like, good intentions, like, oh, if he really thought... He's going like, to save okay, these people. He's going to save all these people, <laughs> you know. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, just, I know, my, my dad, we've talked a lot about this, but my dad would, my dad would, would uh, need to let everyone in the room know how he felt about everything at all times. Mm. I'm sure you don't understand that at all in me. Uh, you don't see any of that in me. Um, but he would, he would have such... I he disagree. Would, he'd be so critical of restaurants if he loved it he loved it but if he hated it it was it was such a nightmare and we would know in the car on the way to the restaurant that he was going to hate it he would start to work himself up into a place where he would just be like irritated with traffic and you know I remember my brother and I would just look at each other in the backseat like here we go and I remember one time we were at a uh, they've got to make the restaurant out here where the traffic's this bad. Yeah, well, it, it, <laughs> he would walk in the door and like he would he would have such a beef with the waiter. It would be an impossible situation for the poor waiter. And then you know sometimes he would just be like, I just don't feel like we're getting along well at all. Like early on, and the waiter was like, Oh shit, I didn't. What did I do? What did I say? And like he would just create such drama wherever he would go. I remember one time we were at a. Dinner. We went to dinner theater when I was in college, and and my one of my friends from, who still brings this up to me, to this day, one of my one of my best friends. I took him with me, and we were going to see a play that I directed in high school. Um, a, obviously, different production of it, the same play. You were directing plays in high school? Yes. Oh. Of course he was. Yes, he was. I should show you the cover of the Lincoln Times that called me <laughs> Lincoln's Orson Welles. Uh, oh! Yes. I, you just don't realize how royal, you know, the royalty that you're sitting in front of. Um, so, uh, you know, but I, it was, I directed this uh, a show called Smoke on the Mountain, which is this, like... 1930s gospel musical <laughs> and uh, oh it's just real it's delightful and I directed it at my community theater and we went and saw it. they were doing it at this at, at this dinner theater when I was in college and so I and I talked about it forever and I was like oh they're doing it so I took my parents and we never even made it to the show because my dad was in such a bad mood when we got there and he was so put out by the food it, it was buffet dinner theater <laughs> and my dad was expecting like gourmet food you know and I remember there was a giant fish on the on the buffet trim that had a sour cream dollop uh, and then an olive like a black olive for its eye and my dad was like look at that's just sour cream and an olive on a dead fish like loud <laughs> while people are getting their food it was and a real fish it was a real fish that people uh, could dig into but they a just dead fish my dad was just like there's a dead fish with sour cream and an olive and um just trying was, to ruin everyone's he night. was yes that, that was the thing he was like i'm not having fun and n none of you can either like you're not going to enjoy this and so we ended up leaving before the show even oh, started no. because it was like we're just not even going to going to enjoy this and then my, it was like i don't remember exactly how it, how it went down but like 
we just like we went out to oh that was what it was my dad was like we need to go to a nice place so we like left the place and we went to like a nice restaurant because my dad couldn't handle oh my god the whole thing so we just sat there and had like an awkward dinner after like an embarrassing thing and I'm like how nice of this dinner like we're so you got your you got your theater elsewhere outside of the stage oh yeah oh 100% (laughs) but now now I know why you're such a fun hilarious person because you're constantly (laughs) just trying to lighten the mood with your dad oh I know well the thing was my dad is the funniest person I'd ever met and he was he could be so funny and 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 lovely and then he would have these moments where he would just it was you know and i think a lot of it was he had like horrible childhood and he didn't really understand when he was in a bad mood like to to acknowledge where it was coming from or what it was about it was just like i'm mad i see red and everyone's gonna bleed and burn with me until he would get over it and he realized there was no kind of talking him out of it or around it and um so yeah, it was just it was just something that we sort of u- we got used to, and then as I like got out in the world, I was like, oh yeah, not everybody sort of deals with this all the time. Like he had a lot of rage. I, I love sometimes. that being a child in someone's family is like you're forced to hang out with this person that you might oh not have God, anything in common exactly. with. Yes, yes, and that you have a lot in common with. I mean, just uh, in, with, one, in some in ways, one yes. Hand, in one way, and so like you 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 know, and so the parents are like irritated because they see themselves in you, and then you figure out a way to like really get their gut you know and then also like the way I was raised in in the south too it's like you don't talk back to adults you they have the authority they say the right thing and you are just like you were there to behave oh yeah that's not just the south I think that's more of our generation I think so too and and I think there is some of that that I think is is great because it is it does teach you know because kids don't really and I talk about this a lot I don't know what I'm on this kick with kids lately but but then there's the other part of you that you're just like, oh, no, you're ridiculous right now. And I need to, you know, but it does. It's it's how you it's how you figure out, you know, what's funny and, you know, and the whole the whole thing. But yeah, my, my brother never really behaved. He was he was he was onto it way earlier. He was like, ah, this is all dumb and I don't yes. need to do this. And I, was, I, I was taught to behave as and, a child yeah, and I think too. I shouldn't have been. I know me either. And in a way that I was like and I still to this day, I'm like. I have to be careful, but I'm like the kids no, that, were not, that I need to that just didn't be... care about that did the best. I know it's it's a constant struggle for me to not care so much about everything. Every project I do, I'm always like I get so and I, and I don't say that from some place of like I'm such a good person about it. I'm not, I it, it sort of bothers me when I'm doing like a show of some, of some sort and I and I just get like I feel weird about a situation. I'm just it's I, I and you realize like people are just happier when they just don't think as much about. All, you know, certain things. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I know. You're, the, you know what I'm saying? Am I making? Am I making sense? Or, yeah, it's just like I just feel like sometimes I I just get really like I, I I can live in my in my brain and I and I'm just like upset about things that I just I shouldn't be. I should just be like this is just fun. What we it's just play. Just have a good time. Take a breath. Who cares? Yeah, I th- it's funny. Like the things that my parents would get upset about like with me uh-huh. um were so they were so off base but like hilariously off base like about yeah. what they should really be concerned about like yeah. my my father was like a, a bit of a tough guy I'm from Brooklyn and and but but for some reason like he had like a weird chip on his shoulder about like the family image mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. which um mm-hmm. 
if he had ever worn a shirt that did not have a stain on it, um, you know, uh, maybe right, right. it would yeah, hold sure, some sure, sort sure, of. Sure. But, um, but, but <laughs> you know, I, I was raised in the '80s when the, the video cameras like first started coming out, uh-huh. and like every home, you yeah. know, had one. Um, or if you were lucky, you... yeah, home videos. And so yeah. I would make videos with my friends, and you know, I'm like in eighth grade at this point. And I'm, you know, like discovering comedy and, and you know, my, my boundaries. Uh-huh. And, and we would make these like sort of, you know, like little serialized, you know, videos with like our like like a girl and a guy and another girl. And anyway, there was like some sexually suggestive stuff, but nobody was doing anything. There was no nudity. It was just like joking around. And, you know, like it was like our way of like acting out with each other. And maybe there was like a yeah. blowjob reference or something. You know, again, eighth grade. Well, sure. my father found this tape. That I did not mean for him to find. Of course. And um, my parents, like, essentially cornered me one day and played the tape for me. (laughs) And, you know, um, they were really worried that I was actually doing the things that I was talking about on the tape. Like, giving blowjobs and, like, having sex and, like, having an orgasm, which I don't even 100% know that I knew what that even really was yet. Yes. And, like, but these are just words that you use when you're, like, a teenager or, you know, when you're a tween, even. Uh uh And they were so worried about me being, like, sexually uh, too advanced and and just worried about boys. And, like, they shamed me so hard for this, like, stupid creative little output thing I did, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, within two years, I was uh, going down on a girl. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. like was it was, yeah, it they was really just so misguided. You, they shamed you good on Yeah, boys. they shamed me real good. And I, it's, it, they're, they're, it was just the outrage was just completely misplaced. I, I, yeah, I know. I, well, I always had a thing about, with me, it was always like, and, you know, I overbook my life and I'm always and I'm always late as I was today to this thing but like I go back to I was so shamed for not being on time but we would show up on time miserable and upset and cranky and it's like <laughs> you know and it's like so what time so I mean, that was the thing I was like what's the point here you know the bigger picture and I've never really understood like I also I'm just like you know when when you're just careless about time and you're like really late and we know those people like that's one thing but i'm always within five or ten minutes where i need to be and i and i get it done and i'm also just like sometimes you're just like and and i'm gonna talk about this in my opening rant like i had a really terrible um traffic situation and i'm gonna talk about it in my in my rant so i can't really get into it now but anyway um but it the, the 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 takeaway was just like just show up alive like show up present show mm-hmm. up happy like or don't show up like the other thing too it's like i had to learn the lesson of like sometimes like stay home if you're in a horrible mood don't go out and force the, the yes. party don't for like be like be aware be present with yourself and be aware and like there's sometimes you're like i'm just going to be late today and and like i have my father and me screaming about how rude and inconsiderate it is to be late but it's like, yeah, but big picture, like, we. I just remember being, like, like one of the biggest reasons I hated church growing up was because I would be screamed at in the car every morning on the way to church getting ready that I was being in such a bad mood and be like, sit down. Now, Jesus, you know, and you're like, wait, what? I, 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 I hate being, this, you know, and this really, and so, <laughs> this, this really, it, like, touches me. Everything that you're saying is, like, very close to... Uh, 
things that have happened in my life that I don't necessarily talk about a mm-hmm. lot in public. And there's certain things you can't talk about because maybe it makes people look bad who've changed uh-huh. over yeah, the years. Of course. Sure. No, and, and that's the thing. It's People are complicated and people do change. But and, I would you know. say in, in sort of a generic way, like, uh, I mean, I think I don't, I might, ne- I might never be a parent, but I think like if I were or just maybe I could just say this to just some parent spirit out there in the world, like maybe you're an asshole. And yeah. like maybe you're, maybe you're rules are wrong and maybe the kid is better than you uh-huh. and maybe you I, I might that might not be the case and kids maybe do, not kids not. do horrible things Absolutely. and they need to be stopped from doing horrible things but for god's sake maybe you're yelling about lasagna or you know maybe it's something <laughs> stupid and you're I the know. bad guy and it could be moment to moment different to different and you need to be able to stop every moment and go am i wrong yes yes and i think that that's something that we you know our you know, our parents' generation never was taught to explore that, those feelings. It was I do all, have it was some exactly. Never, it's about, the parent was always right. It's about right. having dinner on the table at the time. It's about being showing. It's about these rules that they were taught, and they were never. They never thought to challenge those rules because that was just part of what it was, and that's what you did. And back then, you would get married, you would have children, you would, uh, you know, and it was all those things and the pressure that it put on people, and just and it's it's miserable because we are not meant to all be the same and do the same and be and exactly. and, and it's a and it's something that like you know we have like sort of broken out of and you know but you know you still have that in you and it's like thank god i could be funny at that age yeah and i could make fun of not only people in my family but i could make fun of like other people's parents or whatever thank god there was was, that release that was the thing too that like that was the best thing with in with my father was that he loved to people watch and he loved to just we would do voices and we would see people across the way and he would pretend to be those people and it was so therapeutic to be like, oh, and I know that like to other people, like you're making fun of people. And it was like it was a way that we could process the world. Mm-hmm. And it's ultimately what I do for yeah. a living now. You know, it's like what I'm ultimately doing, like, what are they all about? I want to like play them. And, you know, and I think it is there is some, you know, and I think sometimes you do just have to sit down and talk shit. You do just have to like be like. I need to just vent or I need to just like laugh at that thing or I need to laugh at that man that dove down and crawled in his belly through a dinner theater oh, because my, that's that, gotta be funny. My family was the laughing stock yes, that time but like, and many and, other times. And we all are at times, you know? So we have to be able to just like enjoy that and embrace that and not think. And I think too, we need to not be afraid of, of like being failures and nerds about things. We, we need to be like fucking messy and like, because that's the other thing too. Like we all think like, I'm not, I'm perfect and I'm correct and I'm right about, well, how boring and how incorrect of you to see yourself that way. I know. And there's a very, I don't know, there's a very like American quality of not wanting to admit that you're wrong. Yes. And like, you know, that the, I don't, I, I mean, and I, I was going to say it's a, it feels like a male quality. Quality, but that's not true. It's a female quality too. We just like don't want to be wrong. We'd rather be right than sensitive. We'd rather yes. be right than smart. Yes, or, or absolutely. It, or if you want to admit your fault, you make up a fault that's like, well, I wasn't enough of an asshole. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> I should have been more wrong. I should have been. Yeah, exactly. I should have really put them in their place. I really should have said this and that to them. <laughs> And um, there's a real lovely, uh, you know, when you just submit to being wrong and being like, I didn't know I was wrong about that. The world keeps going. And you actually look like a a really evolved, um, lovely person when you admit that you're wrong. You know what that reminds me of? Think about fucking John McCain right now. 
okay uh-huh. because because uh-huh. literally last week he was just we were putting him up on his pedestal uh-huh. God, I mean like and look it's terrible nobody should nobody should you know perish from brain cancer cancer it's terrible but you know we're saying oh he's like this hero he's this wonderful person and he has an opportunity like right now to really cement that and to be a real evolved human being and say you know what I realize now because I'm going through a yes. medical you know emergency uh-huh. that like people really need to have health care so you know right. what I'm not I'm gonna be a maverick and I'm gonna vote you know against this horrible bill but no I like this alternate but universe no. thank you McCain. thank you no I know well because like you know uh, you know he has that uh, he has that he's in the perfect position yes. also to be that Republican he could be like, he could be he could cement his herodom he, he, forever exactly. he's going to be oh. dead soon mm-hmm. and it's like he made the choice to like side with evil yeah and it's like and 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 it's just it's so disappointing and it's also a and reminder also that just makes you just go well fuck you I mean you but know it could be so powerful it could he be just so like, powerful I was wrong it's so sad it's also a reminder that this strange uh, universe that we don't quite understand just sort of eats all of us whether we're good or evil <laughs> yeah and yep. I mean wow. you're gonna be made a meal of one way or another and you can go you you, you, you might as well be good and be good to yeah. people because you're about to get eaten yeah I love that <laughs> well that I mean I, I can't think of a better ending than that and the, I mean you know I, I love that that's that's kind of beautiful yeah, and I uh, think if we just remember that aliens are among us. The aliens, uh, yes, are, among the us. aliens are among us. It gives you a little us. bit of perspective. And they might be making a disturbance at a pizza restaurant here. <laughs> <you know? laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a play. Is there a play with aliens in it? We, there, 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 well, should there should be. be. There should be. Let's write one. My theater professor Jack made a play. Remember? Oh, I went and saw you. The very first thing I ever saw you in was, was that it, play that where you with were with the aliens. Yes, like it was like you were all at, like living inside a clock or something. Oh God, <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> Drew saw me some bad plays in college. I first met James, and you were still in college or right out of it? right out of college. Know. Yeah, and you were doing a play, and our friend Sarah Norton Vato and I went down and sure. saw you. You know, Sarah. I do. We went and saw you in a play, and it was so bizarre. We're like, this is awful, but our friend James is amazing. Thank God you cool kids thought I was cool enough to pull out of that world. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We sure did. All right, you guys, I want to thank my guests, Liz Feldman and James Adomian. Thank you. Thank and you good to see you, Liz. Here. Great to see you, James. I know. It's such a great way. To, I mean, it's, I'm, I selfishly love doing this because I get to see people and I don't get to see you guys nearly enough. I do like to see you. I like to see you as well. These times um, of healing. These, these rich times. Uh, this has been another episode <laughs> of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Thank you for listening and have a week. Feral Audio.